Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. Two weeks ago, we told you about Canada's impoundment and banning of a book we publish from the mails, Philosopher William Simpson's Which Way Western Man, under the preposterous claim that it is hate propaganda, or alternatively, it is obscene. Apparently, the Jews, who are so kind as to write Canada's laws for the overworked legislators there, find anything favorable to the survival of white people to be obscene. So, the two categories are combined into one. Now, the intrepid Euro-Canadian activist Paul Fromm reports that the culture of censorship that the Jews forced on Canada is spreading to other issues than just race and Jews. He wrote last week, quote, A private member's bill introduced by longtime NDP MP Charlie Angus would criminalize support for or even favorable mention of fossil fuels. This latest madman's jump down the road of thought control is not surprising. There is a remarkable hostility on the left to free speech. First, After years of lobbying in 1971, the Canadian Jewish Congress persuaded Pierre Trudeau to introduce the notorious hate law, Section 319 of the Criminal Code. Then, in 2022, shamefully with all party support, the Jewish lobby got Parliament to impose a new state religion. You cannot dispute or deny the so-called Holocaust, or you could face two years in prison. Emboldened by such thought control, elements of the Indian lobby have urged the outlawing of questioning the tall and unproven tales of atrocities at the residential schools. Remember Kamloops' 216 possible unmarked graves still not examined more than two years after the initial yellow press headlines falsely implying that white educators had murdered or covered up the murders of Amerindian students whose supposed unmarked graves have now in some cases been shown to be nothing of the kind. Quote, Canada's Justice Minister is considering options raised by the Independent Advisor on Unmarked Graves, who says Indigenous leaders want Canada to move on criminalizing residential school denialism. Kimberly Murray called on lawmakers to consider legal mechanisms that could address the practice of denying or minimizing the abuses indigenous children suffered at residential schools in her interim report released back in June. One way to do that is by amending the criminal code to criminalize such actions. Murray said in a recent interview, noting Ottawa did so last year on the issue of Holocaust denialism, close quote. 
Our new justice minister is Ugandan Asian import Arif Virani, who worked for the viciously anti-free speech Canadian Human Rights Commission. Now, NDPer Charlie Angus, a superannuated punk rocker, his group was the Grievous Angels, originally from Toronto, wants to criminalize praise or support for fossil fuels, close quote. Now, I am not an opponent of alternative fuels. I drove a gas-electric hybrid a couple of years ago for nearly a week, and it was an amazing vehicle. And I admit I shudder when I think of obese ignoramuses driving supersized trucks down to the convenience store eight or ten times a week for Cokes and Marlboros, using up Earth's precious and limited energy supplies. But I'll be damned if I'll buy into the self-styled elite's new religion that carbon, the necessary basis of all life, is a pollutant, and that the earth warming a degree or so is an emergency justifying limiting my family's access to energy, another necessary component for life and for any meaningful activity whatsoever, including white community building. If we really have to go around limiting people's access to energy, let's limit the Jewish overclasses' access, the brown invaders' access, and the self-styled elites' access. To hell with them! And let's codify access to energy for pro-white groups and pro-white families into law as a sacred right. In fact, let's subsidize energy access for pro-whites with funds reclaimed from bankers and other Jewish swindlers. If that just happens to cause residents of our largely non-white and degenerate coastal cities to get wet sneakers, well, maybe America would be a hell of a lot more American if some salt water was added to the Dutch cleanser we intend to apply to places like New York City and New Orleans. Now, I know we're in no position to do such things now, but we should be, and we intend to be one day, and dreaming great things is a necessary prerequisite for doing great things. So, as the first National Alliance flyer I ever saw said, let's dream of a white America, where such exercises of power by a legitimate state can indeed be done. Getting back to that bill in Canada, the National Post reports, quote, an NDP bill is seeking to criminalize the promotion of fossil fuels and prescribe jail time even for Canadians who say scientifically true things, such as how burning natural gas is cleaner than burning coal. C-372, also known as the Fossil Fuel Advertising Act, was tabled Monday. Section 8 also criminalizes any promotion 
which argues that fossil fuels are beneficial to the health of Canadians, reconciliation with Indigenous peoples, or the Canadian or global economy. As such, the section could conceivably prescribe jail terms for anybody arguing that the oil and gas sector is a key funder of the Canadian healthcare system, or even that oil and gas are needed to operate ambulances and medevac flights. Similarly, Canadians would face sanction for saying that the extraction and selling of oil is a net contributor to the country's economy, a claim that is actually made quite often by the federal government itself. Quote, oil and gas extraction is an important contributor to the Canadian economy, close quote, reads a recent report by Statistics Canada. The bill would also bring the hammer down on the ability of Canadian gas stations to hold contests or issue loyalty cards. Bill C-372 would make it illegal for a retailer to provide or offer to provide any consideration for the purchase of a fossil fuel. Any contest offering free gas would also be criminalized under the bill's prohibition on offers to, quote, furnish or offer to furnish a fossil fuel without monetary consideration, close quote. Although the Trudeau government often uses catastrophic language to refer to the unchecked effects of climate change, Angus's bill goes beyond the federal government's usual messaging by claiming in a preamble that warming temperatures are an existential threat and that protection of the environment is a valid use of the federal criminal law power. Close quote. My first reaction to this was to laugh at how absurd it all is. But then I thought, what a Pandora's box we have opened by accepting the Jews' precedent when they demanded a banning of so-called hate speech. That is, any kind of speech that the billionaire-funded Jewish groups like the ADL don't like. Their perfectly okay with anyone cheering for the slaughtering of tens of thousands of brown people in Palestine this week. That's love speech, don't you know? But the mere mention of the Cosmotheist Church's website is hate, and enough to generate an instantly obeyed ADL demand to ban me from Elon Musk's ex- in fact, former Trump cabinet member Mike Pompeo was featured on X and a lot of other social media and websites when he went to Israel and literally danced with IDF troops just back from killing brown people and proudly posted the video and he was certainly not banned. So, it seems that hate and violence really have nothing to do with speech restrictions. What really matters is pleasing or displeasing Jews. Pompeo, by the way, who recently dropped out of the 2024 presidential race, has quietly joined the board of Syabra, which Wikipedia describes as an Israeli counter-disinformation company. 
which has recorded a 20% revenue growth in recent years. In the text version of this broadcast on nationalvanguard.org, I'll embed a video of shameless Pompeo dancing with the Israeli killers. The same kind of speech restrictions on those who question establishment narratives have just surfaced again in France this week, where a new proposed bill, which has already been passed by the National Assembly, would criminalize any criticism of health policies, including any criticism of mRNA injections. Dr. Kat Lindley and The Spectator Australia and other sources report, quote, In an unprecedented move that has sparked widespread debate across France and beyond, the French Parliament has recently passed a law that introduces severe penalties for those opposing mRNA LNP injections or other treatments recommended by the state based on current medical knowledge. According to the bill, which still faces final approval, criticism of such therapeutic treatments, when deemed obligatory or recommended by the state, could result in up to three years of imprisonment or a fine of 45,000 euros. This bold legislative step, quickly dubbed Article Pfizer, by critics, represents a significant shift in the balance between public health policy and individual freedom of expression. The core of the controversy lies in the creation of a new criminal offense, targeting individuals who encourage others to withhold from medical treatments that are considered appropriate according to the prevailing medical standards. The law specifically targets the resistance to mRNA treatment, positioning it as a cornerstone in the fight against future pandemics. This move has been interpreted by many as an anti-democratic maneuver, stifling any opposition or critique of the state-endorsed medical treatments under the heavy hand of legal penalties. The passing of the law came with minimal debate within the Parliament, a fact that has only fueled the outrage among its detractors. Critics argue that the law not only undermines the democratic process by limiting the scope of public discourse on health policy, but also prejudges alternative medicine and potential whistleblowers who may have valid concerns about mRNA technology or other treatments. The article Pfizer law is seen as emblematic of a broader trend toward increasing state control over public health narratives and personal health choices. The nickname itself, referencing one of the major pharmaceutical companies behind the development of mRNA vaccine technology, hints at the perceived alignment between government policy and the interests of Big Pharma, raising questions about the influence of pharmaceutical companies on health policy, close quote. Never mind that hundreds of medical doctors, 
coroners, embalmers, researchers, journalists, insurance professionals, and many others, including National Vanguard's own John Macero, have documented the vast number of excess deaths and other severe consequences from these apparently sacred vaccines and other pharmaceutical injections. Never mind that Jews are vastly overrepresented at Pfizer, Moderna, and the other big pharma giants. No one must be allowed to discuss these facts. I'll embed some very understated video critiques of these mRNA jabs from Dr. John Campbell in the text version of this broadcast on nationalvanguard.org. Watch them and judge for yourself what kind of allegedly human being would ban such discussions and interviews. These bans on free speech are a double-edged sword for the Jews and the servile worms who work for them as presidents, prime ministers, health ministers, TV pundits, and the like. One edge of that sword does intimidate a few truth-tellers into silence, which helps to keep the dumbest of the dumb tube-watchers from hearing about how they've been lied to. But the other side of that sword may soon start drawing some blood from the rats and the worms themselves. The more intelligent kind of white citizens, the ones who really know something about history and logic and science, the smart ones who invent things and keep our civilization running, the ones who actually think and draw conclusions for themselves, know that the truth doesn't need such speech restrictions to protect it. When they encounter laws like these, they resist, and they investigate. They know that something very rotten and very evil is being covered up here. And so such folks are going down the COVID rabbit hole, the vaccine rabbit hole, the carbon rabbit hole, the Gaza rabbit hole, the Great Replacement rabbit hole, and a thousand others, with a vengeance never seen before. They already know they're being lied to, and the most persistent, unrelenting, and intelligent among them are soon going to discover that at the bottom of each and every one of these rabbit holes is the international Jew. A double-edged sword, indeed.